I am magical, I am powerful, and I am blessed. Welcome back, everyone, to Arise of Lemus, the podcast. You are now listening to episode seven, which is titled My Mind, My Body, My Soul. I am super excited to have Feli of Gorditas Way with us today. She is an amazing friend, a fellow entrepreneur, and just an overall badass. And I'm so excited for her to be here with us today. With that, I will go ahead and pass the floor to Feli to go ahead and introduce herself. Well, first and foremost, I just want to say, otra vez, amigo, thank you so much for having me here and thank you for sharing your space. My name is Felicia Mari Hernandez. I go by Feli and she, her pronouns. I'm the founder of Gorditas Way. And the way I like to introduce this, this is a dream that I envisioned. Um, in December of 2017 as a humble blog, which was the the whole big picture was for it to become a movement. And this um, movement talks about the intersections of Latina culture and diet culture and how our relationships with our bodies is heavily influenced by society, family, and diet culture. So we are shitting on diet culture every step of the way and on the fact that society has capitalized off of women's insecurities. So my purpose and my mission in life is through motivational speaking, through blogs, through my writing and through my book, I want to empower women to wake up with a sense of purpose and to remember their why and to love themselves radically in the souls and bodies that they were born in. That is amazing. And I'm always so impressed. I know that I've mentioned this multiple times, but <laughs> your elevator pitch is just always on point. I'm always so impressed. Okay. Um, and I love everything about your platform. I mean, since we've met and since we have been in communication, I think what has really stood out to me about your platform is how upfront you are about just advocating for yourself and loving your body and connecting that to how we feel and how we process things and really how we just move through society because there are so many societal expectations that are placed upon us since we're children that we just learn. And then when we get older, some of us are fortunate enough to really reflect and actually feel like, hey, some of these things are not the best for me. And I actually need to unlearn and process through just new revelations and new mindset. So I'm always just so, so impressed by your platform and how you just deliver and communicate out your message. And I'm so excited that our audience is going to be able to learn more about it. I know something that me and you have bonded over since we started talking is alignment and coming into that balance and flow on a mental, spiritual, and physical level and really understanding that from a spiritual center and finding ourselves during that process. So with that, I would love to go ahead and know what does alignment mean to you and how does that relate to what you do as an entrepreneur? My feeling of alignment has very much been um, an evolving process. And this is constantly changing because as humans, we are constantly changing. As women, we are constantly changing. So for me, at this moment in time, alignment means, am I, is the value of my work matching up with my heart? Like, is my mind matching my heart chakra? Am I practicing what I'm preaching and filling my cup? Or am I working off of an empty cup? So alignment, this is why your platform, Michael, like really you got me thinking about this word and its meaning is like, are we doing the work that is contributing to the better good of society? Are we being of service to other individuals? But how can we be of service if we're not being of service to ourselves and taking care of ourselves? So with my movement and purpose, alignment means 
doing your life's work, your heart's work and taking care of yourself, loving yourself through the good, bad and ugly. That's alignment. Am I doing this work and also giving my body, giving my soul the nourishment that it needs, the food that it needs, you know, the exercise that it needs, the rest that it needs. Do I do that all the time? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not always in alignment, but that's why this is so important. I think having alignment in your life is having enough self-awareness to know when you don't have the capacity to do certain things. Yesterday, I had a coaching call with um, Harry and we had brown badass bonita come in. Oh my God, it was so amazing, Michael. It was so incredible. But going back to this, this um, word of alignment, she literally talked about boundaries and expectations. And one of the things that bad brown ass bonita quoted is let your yes be yes and let your no be no. So oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we're doing the most. But like, are you recalibrating and like taking care of yourself at the end of the day while you're being of service to everybody and their mama? So alignment means is, is your life's passion aligned with your actions? Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes complete sense. Yeah, no, it's, it's so powerful to look at it through that lens because at the end of the day, the question that we're asking ourselves or that we need to ask ourselves is, does it feel good? Because if you're just running, running, running and running out of fuel with just the intention of being of service, and I think being of service, of course, like that's a nice thing to do. Like we should aspire to do that and to help other people. But when we're running on fumes and it doesn't feel good certain ways that we're doing it or without having boundaries, and that's really where we have to ask ourselves those hard questions of like, is this working out in the way that it should be working out? Is it feeding my soul? Because there are so many ways that we could be of service to ourselves and to other people. And speaking of Brown Badass Bonita, she's actually part of our Scholars of Color platform and she is oh, wow. so amazing. And I'm oh my so goodness, I love yeah. her. I'm a big <laughs> fan. She is, she is so cool. And to be able to see how she promotes self-advocacy and self-love, it's just so cool to see. And to really speak about the intersectionality of all of our identities, I think that's a big part of this conversation too that sometimes gets left out. How does our upbringing, our culture, our identities play a role when it comes to even discussions around body positivity and what it means to be spiritual? There are so many different complexities that just come into account when we're having these conversations. But going back to alignment, I mean, you know, I love that word. That was like my word of 2019 and <laughs> I literally named my freaking Facebook group, my coaching program, purposefully aligned for a reason because I am just such a strong believer in the art of manifestation and putting yourself out there when you're feeling aligned. I mean, to folks that are listening to this right now, you've probably noticed, especially if you've been listening to the podcast since episode one, I took like six months off from producing any sort of podcast episodes. And that's because to be fully transparent with the audience, I was not feeling aligned with producing in that way, with coming up with the episodes during that time. And I had to just be honest with myself because old me was used to just producing because I felt accustomed to doing that because I mm -hmm. felt like I needed to be busy all the time. And if I wasn't busy all the time, I was somehow failing, which that's not the approach that I want to take anymore. Because I also realize now, especially when we're talking about alignment and finding that balance and flow, that rest is a critical part of this type of work. And the reflection is a big part of this work. So alignment to me now as an entrepreneur, as a marketing leader, as a life coach, really is exactly what you brought up. It's like, is it feeding my soul while I'm of service to myself and to other people? 
And that's also like a snowball effect, right? Like I'm sure you've noticed in your platform when you put that out there with such positive energy, other people are just naturally attracted to that. They're attracted to that energy. They want to work with you. They want to better themselves. And so it really is kind of an addicting thing, even when you're looking at like self-development or like enrolling in courses or things like that. Once you start to feel that alignment and you feel that balance and flow and things just start to naturally come together through manifestation, because one, you believe in it, but two, you feel worthy of actually receiving it. And that's where the difference is because some people are like, I'm not manifesting. I'm not manifesting. Why isn't it happening? I'm learning about all this alignment stuff. It's just not happening. And it's like, do you feel worthy of receiving it? And Ooh, that's that so deep. yeah, yeah. No, and, I, and you're someone that, I mean, I love what you do, especially when it comes to like owning how you feel about your body. Like that is so, so important because do we even feel worthy enough of that self-love of like when we look ourselves in the mirror and, and actually enjoy what we see so much of that has to do with worthiness. Absolutely. Oh, that is so deep that you said that. It's just so incredibly deep because Oftentimes we are running on fumes, but radical self-acceptance is not something that's fluffy. It's not something that's cute. It takes work. It takes intentionality. We have to speak kindly to ourselves. And that the thing that you said that really stuck out to me is feelings of worthiness. You will feel your manifestations not working because how is something going how are you gonna manifest something if you don't believe you're worthy of it? There's no way. But that self-awareness is key. Because once you are self-aware of the fact that you know you have these self-limiting beliefs, then we got something to work with. We can give you tools in, in place, practical tools and spiritual tools to help you work on those self-limiting beliefs. But manifestation takes work. It's not, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to manifest this and it's going to happen. No, you have to believe you're worthy of it. And in a capitalistic society and with white supremacy being so 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 apparent in communities of color like we've been conditioned to believe that we're not enough but nosotros somos suficiente and more than that we're fucking badasses we're bosses we have jobs we have businesses we're breaking generational traumas in our family and we are fucking worthy of our dreams and more you know we're we're worthy of taking our transformational message to the masses so you just got to remind yourself you're a badass bitch you got to remind yourself I know you all can't see me, but I'm out here just like snapping, snapping smiles. <laughs> yes. It's true though. Absolutely. And I think that's what is important here too, is that we bring in a social justice praxis into this conversation because oftentimes, I know we have talked about this many, many times, you know, there are coaches out there, there are spiritual healers that are just not discussing anything that has to do with social justice and identities. And I personally think that that's a disservice. And when we're talking about self-development, talking about spirituality, having businesses, all that stuff, we need to talk about our identities because not everyone starts at the same point. Not everyone has the same levels of access and we need to have those conversations. They're difficult conversations, but we need to have them because we need to continue to uplift our communities and provide that access when we get that access as well. And I know some people don't agree with that, but I don't need to pay no mind to that type of business. <laughs> nobody trying to be nonpartisan up in our platforms. No, thank you. You want to be nonpartisan? Do you, boo-boo? You attract the clients that don't align with your soul. But I'm going to be super 
freaking radical and partisan because I want to attract clients that have those same rhetorics. It's not to say that we can't be in the room with people who are different than us, but when people's ideologies are oppressive to your own intersections of identity, sit down, boo-boo. If you don't like the message, oh, well, you can unfollow. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody trying to practice nonpartisans over here in our platform and our businesses. As you just said, you do you, boo-boo, right? Like, <laughs> I've I've had the feedback from people I love, like, hey, you know, I noticed that post was kind of controversial, you know, don't you think that it could be, you know, you have people looking at you that might, you know, um, I have family who's military, you know, you know, you have family looking at you who might be supporting the other side. I don't care. It's my platform. I'm going to say what I say. And if the shoe fits, (laughs) (laughs) wear it (laughs) I'm not here to like I'm really not here to hurt people's feelings but at the I'm not gonna not say my truth at the account of caring about somebody else's feelings absolutely not because at the end of the day these are issues that are directly affecting our communities so I will speak up I will not be nonpartisan. and if I lose a couple clients in the process I'm gonna attract the ones that I want yeah and you're aligning with the right clients and so I think that's the power of having a platform is that you choose what's going to go on your platform and if you're intentional about that you're going to align with the right people you're going to align with the right clients and naturally the universe is just going to go ahead and actually provide those opportunities that are meant for you and so i got a little passionate there (laughs) i love it i mean that's that's why this work is so important because we care about this and it affects people's lives like people and this is something we talked about in the last episode is like people are dying because of these oppressive systems and these oppressive actions. And so if we don't talk about them again, that is in my opinion, a disservice. And so I think that's why it's so important to have these conversations. And, you know, speaking of your platform, a lot of what you talk about is body positivity. I like what you brought up in your introduction. And I really want to know, like, how do you define body positivity? Like if someone were to ask you that, how would you answer that? I define body positivity around radical self-acceptance obviously we're not always positive with our bodies right because everywhere you look there's a billboard there's an ad there's some sort of marketing tool specifically speaking to my woman that tell you that you're not good enough and I can only speak on behalf of that because I am a woman you know and with that being said I define it as are we kindly speaking to the bodies that we live in are we being nice to our bodies are we asking our bodies you know, what, what is it that you need, mamita? Like literally talking to your body like it's a person because we will be, I've been here. I struggled with low self-esteem for so many years. And if I'm being completely real, it's not a super beautiful relationship. I still have a dysfunctional relationship with my image, but there has been so much progress and so much growth because I tell her nice things more than I shit on her. And when I shit on her, I apologize to her and I let her know, you know what, mamita, you've gone through a lot. You just lost some weight. So you ain't so toned. It's okay. We're working on that boo-boo. We're going to get it together. But how do you feel? So when I started this platform, I had lost 40 pounds. I was super into fitness. I had a trainer. I was measuring my calories. I was looking quote unquote good, you know, whatever that means. And then once I, once I reached my goal weight, I wasn't happy. I was like, oh my God, like, what was I chasing? There was just a sense of emptiness. You know, I thought I wanted to be a certain size. And once I reached it, there was still 
no sort of love and empathy for myself, for my body, for my soul. I was obsessive over caloric intake, working out. I still have a very active lifestyle, but I just give myself more grace. So body positivity in the very most simplest of terms is are you practicing kindness? Are you speaking to her well? Are you showing her love? Are you giving her the exercise that she needs? Are you going on walks? Are you not over exhilarating her? Are you not hurting her? And when I'm saying her, I'm giving my body a pronoun because she's a beautiful, thick, curvy woman. And I, I really want my ladies to practice these messages because it's so important. Literally, your struggle with your body and your image can affect how you walk into a room. You talk different, you walk different, you look different when you own yourself in confidence. Very simply put, are you practicing kindness to the body that you were born in? You legit gave your body a pronoun because our bodies are powerful. They do deserve love and the way that we've been socialized, including men. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people think that, oh, you know, you're a guy, like you don't worry about your body as much as women And I totally will just speak to my male privilege here that yes, when it comes to like marketing and the way that society like shits on women's bodies and the fact that men control a lot of what happens to women's bodies, Mm -hmm. totally inappropriate. And I think it's also something to discuss around how society has placed these expectations on people's bodies. But when it comes to even men's bodies, yeah, it's totally still a thing. Like we also experience body dysmorphia and Absolutely. looking at our bodies and like judging ourselves for not having six pack abs and all this stuff. And it's like, who set those expectations? Like who, who set those? And why is that the, the thing to aspire to? And I, I feel you on the weight loss because I'm someone that also actually just found a picture yesterday of myself in grad school. And for anyone out there doing grad school or pursuing it, it's very normal (laughs) to gain weight during that time. Uh, And my first semester alone, I gained like 20 pounds. And I think I was like, I don't even know. I am like, I'm anywhere between six feet and six one. And I was around probably 220 pounds, like during that first You're tall, Michael. I didn't know how tall you were. I am. Yes, I am. I'm a pretty tall one. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I was like 220, really, really big at the time. And you know, it's nothing bad against like being big. Like that's not even it. It was that I felt so unhealthy and Mm -hmm. what I was doing to my body, like not exercising, not drinking enough water, drinking a lot Mm -hmm. of coffee, eating those 10 Oreos a night out of stress because I was needing to stay awake and like write all these papers. And so I learned to look at the process differently because when I lost the weight, I ended up losing like 50 pounds um, in the next, like, actually when I finished grad school, probably like a year or two after that, like I really got into fitness and eating healthy and mm-hmm. really tending to my body and those needs. So I lost 50 pounds. And what's interesting is that for a year after that, when people would be like, oh, you're skinny. I was just like, what? Like, what did they see? Like, I don't, I didn't see that in the mirror. I didn't see the weight loss. And so even through that process and that transformation, I couldn't see it because for so long I was used to being like a bigger guy and that just being part of my identity. And now I feel like I'm just like average weight, which that's fine, whatever. And I've also gained a few pounds because it's holiday season and that's fine. So you gotta gain them pounds and love them pounds. Exactly. And embracing like the thickness because I'm also as a guy, I'm someone that has had like big hips, big legs just throughout my life as I fluctuated Mm -hmm. weight, whether I'm like skinny, quote unquote, or like thicker, I've Mm -hmm. always had that. And that's something that I've learned to just embrace 
over the last like year, year and a half, that's been a journey within itself and learning to not just accept that, but be like, no, this is a part of me. This is what makes me me. And I like that. And so I really like that you defined it that way, because I've also been learning, especially over the last couple of months during quarantine to speak to my body and ask it what it does need. And so that may be that it needs to go on a walk or it needs to go get some water. And it's funny because sometimes I'm just like, I feel like I'm talking to like a pet or like a dog that needs to like like, take a walk or get some water. But it really does need to be spoken to because our bodies do so much for us. And I I try my best to express gratitude every day for my body Mm -hmm. because the fact that I'm, you know, able-bodied enough to do certain things. Absolutely. To take that walk. Yes, yes. Like, that's so powerful. And I really just appreciate how you discuss that. Now, with the whole healthy thing, because I know some people try to, like, shit on body positivity because they're just like, oh, you're just saying that, like, it's cool to be fat and not work out. I don't see it that way. And so with this next question I have for you, how do you think we as a collective can engage in healthy habits while also learning to love our bodies more? I think we need to first and foremost silence the haters. And I'm going to say this as as boldly as I can. What I mean by silence the haters is what you just spoke upon are hateful comments that stem from fat phobia, right? Which is shame for people who are bigger bodied. That is not associated with health. You could be skinny as day. I work in diabetes. So you could be skinny as day and be unhealthy and be mas gordita, mas gordo and be healthy or vice versa. There's not an image that is defined as an unhealthy person. That That's what our country has created, this ideology that if you are a bigger person, you are unhealthy. Even our body mass index has its flaws because come on, let's be real. Most Americans are classified as underweight or overweight. The majority of people are classified as overweight or underweight. The minority are on the bigger spectrum. And that that BMI doesn't even distinguish the difference between body fat and body muscle. So with that being said, as a collective, how can we engage in healthy habits while learning to love our bodies? silence the external things that we've learned, right? Because we've obviously perceived our bodies and we've learned about our bodies through our family's opinions, through society, through diet culture. But as a collective, listen to your body. Cuando tú tienes hambre, come. If you're hungry, eat. If you're not, stop. If you feel like you want to be more active, go on a walk, exercise, listen to your body. What does your body have the capacity to do? What does your body not have the capacity to do? If you're feeling sore, stretch. You said it so simple. Drink some water. Like as a collective, if we engage in not listening to others, but listening to the very needs that our body needs, we can literally transform our whole relationship with our body, with ourselves, and with each other. Because as a collective, we won't be shitting or shaming on each other. We'll be listening to ourselves. So, I mean, we have a lot of really healthy practices that we teach our our clients with diabetes. There's a chart that says, how often do you eat? Like, when you eat this snack, why are you eating it? Are you bored? And with no shame, right? With no judgment. Because we all have our habits for different reasons. I know I most certainly eat when I'm bored sometimes, but listening to your body and understanding like, what is it that my body needs at this time? And talking to your body. 
I think that is how, as a collective, we engage in healthy habits and literally learn to obtain what radical self-acceptance is. It's shutting out the external voices. It's shutting out those commercials. It's shutting out your tia's freaking greeting. Mija, estás gorda. <laughs> like, it's hard. We've been conditioned to really, like, just shit on ourselves on our image and it's we, our bodies are so beautiful they literally carry us they they help us do everything they assist in the digestion of our food they allow us if you're able-bodied to exercise to engage in different movement like as a collective we can engage in these healthy habits by listening to our bodies and by silencing those external factors or sitting with them if you don't want to silence them and questioning them why have we believed that we're unworthy, that we're fat, that we're skinny? Que tu eres bastante flaca, tu eres bastante gorda. Where did we get those ideas and ideologies from? We learned those things from external sources. So how can we unlearn that and unwire the way we look at ourselves? Great. Come to my masterclass. <laughs> right, right. Oh, we're going to talk about that soon. Yes. And I think that, you know, when it comes to this type of alignment, because it really is like, right, you're learning there is so much to unlearn as well yeah. when it comes to society's expectation. The BMI thing that you brought up earlier, that's so powerful because I literally, I had, I had a, a freaking, what is it? The weight thingies, like the scale. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. the, the scale? And um, gosh, I was like, what, five pounds away from being quote unquote overweight. But then I'm just like, wait, like I, I feel like a normal or what even is normal, right? But like, I feel healthy and I'm just like I don't understand how I'm like just a few pounds and that's already considered overweight and again like uh, you you mentioned something that it doesn't necessarily take into account like all these other things like what's your muscle mass and like how much water do you have within you like there's bone mass like there's all sorts of things and so much of you know our traditional scaling systems are just solely based on weight and that's not enough and so I think that there's so much to be talked about there just from a different way of looking at those things. But going back to the healthy habits, I think it is important to also define what does self-love look like for you when it comes to your mind, your body, your soul, right? Because your Thea's version of self-love for a body may look extremely <laughs> different from yours. And I think it's very important. And even outside of just our bodies, like our, our love and our advocacy for ourselves needs to be defined for ourselves because something that works for someone else, someone might love running on a day-to-day basis. And then you may have someone that's just like, I physically cannot, like there may be someone that physically cannot, and they need to go ahead and look into their own practice and their own system and routines that work for them. And so I think it's very important for us to discuss that individually, we need to do that reflection to Think about what does work for us, what's going to still feed our souls, what's going to allow us to be healthy while also loving our bodies, whether we're fat or we're not. Like that's something to definitely be part of this conversation. So with your platform, how do you use your platform? And I know you do this um, to mm -hmm. uplift people and their alignment journey. So as they're figuring all this stuff out, they're learning to love their bodies really connecting that to their spirit and their soul. How do you use your platform to uplift these people? Very simply put, I share my story and I share my story with the hope and with the belief that other women can see themselves in me. The very reason why I started Gordita's Way is because I realized that 
you know, there, there was a need in our communities. There was a need. And as uncomfortable as it was to talk about my weaknesses as a form of strength, like, right, because vulnerability is strength. But remember, this is young Feli just starting the self-love journey. I knew I had to do it because I had a story to share. And I wanted, I knew I wasn't the only woman going through this. So when I started the Gorditas Way blog, I literally didn't care about profit. I'm like, one day this is going to be a business, but I just need to share my story to see uh, how other women resonate with me. And it's been that on an even deeper level. Today, I use my platform to uplift people by being real with them and by telling them that this is not easy. It doesn't always look pretty. Imposter syndrome still kicks our ass. And while we say those kind things to our body, there are still self-sabotaging thoughts in the process that have been deeply stemmed by our external sources, such as society, family, diet culture, and so many other things, so many other voices. Um, and as opposed to silencing those voices, um, when I first started Gorditas Way, I'm like, catch those self-sabotaging thoughts and put a stop to them. I'm very much with, you know, sit in them let them hurt you, feel them, analyze them. And, and when you do that, that is the shadow work. When you really, really, really get down to the deep down gritty of how we shame ourselves, how we bad talk our bodies, that's the only way that we can reverse that. We have to have a level of self-awareness to be real with one another. It's not fluffy. I'd much rather see a woman telling me she loves her body, but has done the work, you know, because empowered women empower women. And in order to empower women, you have to be real. You have to share your story and be authentic. It's not, you don't wake up one day and just decide today, I'm going to love myself. It's an everyday fight, especially if you're a minority, if you're a woman of color, if you're um, a queer woman, but something that you said earlier that I just wanted to touch on, Michael, is you spoke on behalf of like, you know, you being a man and also having that struggle, you know, because society has shit on all of our bodies. I have had these conversations because most of my friends are like queer. I think the majority of my friends are queer. And I have so many men coming up to me, like one of my friends in particular, Raul, He's like, man, there needs to be a body positive movement for queer men because we're just so mean to each other. And I'm like, boo, boo, the movement's waiting for you. I'm waiting to collaborate. But just as a woman, I feel like I can only speak on behalf of my experience and the experience of us as women. But it's such, it's, this is something that is affecting each and every one of us. It's a domino effect. And at the root of it, you have to use your platforms to show everybody that, you know, when they walk into that room, they're going to own that room. You know, that is the only way that we're able to be of service to other people is this at the core, we truly radically love and accept ourselves in all stages, knowing that your body is going to change. Your body is going, you know, we're getting older. Sometimes when you exercise and you do things, it's not like how it used to be when you were younger, but being okay with that, being able to modify certain things and just being okay with where you're at at any stage. And when you want to change your body and you want to be healthier, you do it from a place of, place of love and not a place of scarcity because it's just not healthy to go about any sort of change with, with self-hate, you know? Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back and love the felicita that gained all that weight in college and be like girl what you doing you hungry huh eating all that pizza <laughs> like i just want to hug her because i know she didn't love herself and i'm like 
what a badass she was still a badass but what a badass she would have been had she practiced more kindness to herself not shaming our past selves either i'm like here just be like girl that 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 like that's, <laughs> that's that's my mood right now because there's so many powerful nuggets that you just mentioned just now and a couple of things stood out i think the first is the need to approach these platforms through vulnerability. Like mm -hmm. that has absolutely changed my life. I, and you know this because you've- You inspire me so much, Michael. Right back at you. Like I, I just, it's, there's just so much to discuss from a vulnerable lens and to learn to see it. You mentioned it. It's to see it as a strength and not as something that is meant to be seen as a weakness because it's not a weakness. Everyone has vulnerable moments. Everyone has things that they're not happy with. And the shadow work that, you mentioned that the shadow work is so important. And when I work with my coaching clients, like that's an integral part of the entire program because I'm not going to go ahead and bullshit anyone. I'm not going to go ahead and say that all this alignment work is like all rainbows and butterflies. And we all just talk about manifestation and crystals. It's like, look, that's part of the conversation, but there's going to be some really hard work. And a lot of that is the shadow work. It's also talking about things coexisting and the difference between an or and an and, right? Because you can feel empowered and still have moments of self-doubt. You can still have those self-sabotaging like beliefs, but it's also becoming aware of those, right? Because if, if that voice in your head pops up and it's just like, you ain't going to do that. Like, you're not going to get picked. It's like, talk to that voice. Talk to, because it's coming from your ego. Like that is your ego speaking. And there's a difference between your ego and your highest self, right? Like her highest self is like, I believe in you. You have everything. You were born with it. Like you have everything inside to be able to accomplish this goal. And the ego is just trying to like, quote unquote, keep you safe by limiting you. And so that vulnerability allows us to go ahead and have those conversations, real conversations with people about, yes, I do have this business. Yes, I own a house. Yes, I have a successful career. And I also still have moments where I feel shitty. Like, let's talk about that. Like that needs to be normalized because what we see, especially on social media, so many people talking about all the great things that are happening in their lives. And that's awesome. But it's also like, they also have their moments. We all freaking do. And so when we're uplifting other people, it is also very important. And when we're talking about bodies, especially, I still have my moments as well that, I'm just like, uh, I don't, I don't like how I feel, or I don't, I don't like what I see in the mirror. And that's, that's a daily journey. <laughs> like those are things that I have to process through on a day-to-day -day basis. And I know a lot of people do, but if we're not talking about it and you hit something like the nail right on the head, the intersectionality, you know, queer men of color and what we go through when it comes to body positivity and what is seen as attractive in the community, like, a lot of it is tied to white males with super quote unquote hard bodies with six pack abs. And it's like, what again, why is that the expectation? Why is that the thing to aspire to? And you can still feel empowered and sexy in a different type of body. And Absolutely. so, yeah, like it's, it's so powerful. So many of the things that you brought up and speaking of I know that you're going to offer your first masterclass soon. So can you speak to that and how people can attend? Yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So this is my first masterclass. It's called um, Gorditas Way Presents Transforming Negative Body Talk. So I have lived this. I've gone through this. I still go through this. And I am literally here to serve my woman and help them achieve their highest form of self. 
So without giving up too much information, it is December 6th and it's going to be on Zoom. So it's going to be virtual from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Central Time. So Pacific Time, oh, it's early, your time. You're Pacific, right? Yes. Is 8 a.m. till 10.30 and then Eastern Time is 11 to 1.30. But this is a two and a half hour master class where we use the healing arts as a form of healing. So I have a commission art piece that I am working on with a badass friend of mine. She's an artist. She's Afro-Latina. She's just killing the game. And I knew from the moment I met her and I had this idea that she was the one. I just knew. I'm like, she's going to be the one to help me bring this into fruition. And there will also be some sound healing. I have another badass friend, Mariah. She's a herbalist and she's the founder of Herbology that will be providing um, guided sound healing meditation. But the majority of this is really going to be getting into that shadow work. So I'm looking for women who are committed and ready to really, really, really dig deep into the negative ways we talk about ourselves. It will be a lot of time for reflection, how we can kind of turn that table, how we can sit with that self-awareness and really transform, you know, translate the story into, into something that's positive, into something that is radically accepting yourself at every stage and listening to your bodies and listening to those voices and just sitting with all of it. So um, I have it on my all of my social media platforms. So I have a link tree. If you go on the first tab, it has the acuity scheduling. So I have the tickets available. All the information is on the page. I also blasted out a newsletter to my subscribers and women interested. So if anybody wants that for more information, they can contact me. My Instagram is gorditas way, gorditas underscore way. Um, my Facebook is Gorditazue. Everything is Gorditazue. Um, yeah, so you all can contact me on Instagram or Facebook. And um, my link tree is in the profile, all the links. My website, gorditazue.com, has a link to the um, to the registration as well. That is beautiful. And you already answered the last question, which is how people can contact you. Your masterclass sounds amazing. And I love that you're bringing in such a spiritual component to it as well because these conversations are hard and they're not easy things to discuss especially when there is a lot of insecurity involved but to bring a group of badass women that are wanting to have this conversation that are wanting to do the work and to do it in such a healing space it just sounds like you're going to bring some real magic into this space even if it is through zoom and i'm glad that you're also just really being conscious of where we're at because y'all we're still in a worldwide pandemic Yes. Hey. As much as I want to serve you, I want to be safe and yeah. I want it to be COVID friendly. Absolutely. And, you know, once everything clears up, hopefully, I think that there's also a lot of opportunity to have these spaces be in person and also virtually because there are some people that are really far away. They just can't travel in. Right. So Absolutely. lots of opportunity there. But you heard it here, how you can contact Feli of Gordita's Way. She is an amazing person. I highly encourage that you all visit her profile, your branding. I love that you have Gordita's Way just spread out everywhere on all the <laughs> profiles. Because again, branding is so important. You know I talk about this here. Um, yeah, but absolutely. 
yes, like, thank you. Thank you so much, Feli, for being our guest here. It is always so nice every single time that we connect. I think there's- Thank you for having me, Michael. I really appreciate you sharing your platform with me. It's always a pleasure. I love everything you do as well. Right back at you. I think, you know, to our audience, be on the lookout for future collaborations between me and Feli, because I think there are many to come. Um, Yes. But with that, thank you so much. I will make sure to go ahead and also put in the information in our caption. So I'll go ahead and put the link for them to go ahead and register for your masterclass if they want to go ahead and do that as well. But if you are seeking more information from Feli, please go ahead and follow her on her platform so you can get some more information and for her future programs and classes. But with that, Feli, thank you so much again for just being part of our sacred space here. And I'm wishing you all the best. Appreciate you. If you're enjoying Arise of Lemus, the podcast, I would greatly appreciate a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Let this be your reminder. And... If you are wanting to go ahead and stay up to date when episodes get launched, please go ahead and subscribe on any of the platforms that you are listening to this on. I want this to reach the masses and I want to help as many people as I can and connect to people on this deeper spiritual level. So if you're wanting to spread the word, I would greatly appreciate it. And with that, I hope that you feel magical, powerful, and blessed.